I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers, one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Good midnight. Good any time that you are listening to this. We have a special episode of Hold My Drink. And the reason why I'm going to call it a special episode is because it's a sober episode. At least for me. I'm drinking water. The water, the drink that I'm holding right now is water. This is your your favorite human possibly on earth. The number one highest rated podcast guest star of history. When I feature on your podcast, your rating skyrocket. This is Nathan Lugin, a.k.a. Nasty. Thank you. Was it on time this It was time? actually, I was, I was wondering if you were going to be on time this I time. I was on time. I came through. I got this. <laughs> and I am here with my illustrious co-host. Seldom seen, but I'm always on the scene. And you already know I'm rocking. I'm up to no good in your hood slinging big wood. You would if you could. I do because you don't. I will because you won't. And you never will. It's your boy, Uncle Boss, a.k.a. the number one Auntie Smasher. How many people actually call you Uncle Boss? Everybody. I don't think nobody knows my government. Nobody knows you. I'm about to start borrowing money from motherfuckers. When you first told me... (laughs) The story when you were speaking out there at the event and somebody heard your voice and said, Oh shit, you oh, Uncle Balls. I'm like, the fuck? I felt proud that day. I was like, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you probably ain't shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. I can take that. Hmm. All right, y'all. I'm really excited here today because the guest I have here today is someone who I actually uh, look up to in a bit and respect uh, so much. I have so much respect for this person. And. It's someone who, who, who's in the short amount of time that I've known them, ha- has led such a great example in almost every field that I myself am trying to step in. So I'm very excited to introduce Mr. Patty. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, my mother's make me cry when I make sense. <laughs> yeah, my name is uh, Patrick Gibney, and Patty is a nickname I've had since... I was a kid in Ireland growing up, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common name, Patty, where I come from. I was wondering because thank you for what you said by the way it's very oh, kind of course of course so uh, one thing I'm, uh, that you brought up uh, in Ireland because I've lived in North Carolina pretty much I grew up here my whole life and just going to moving to another state was different for me it was like a totally different world so how was it going from Ireland to America well it was crazy <laughs> I mean but it was I mean it was yeah it was a huge move you know but uh, have you ever either of you lads ever looked back on your life to a pivotal time you know and mm-hmm. I just think of something that where you almost feel like it wasn't you mm-hmm. that you were kind of guided you know and I've, I've always felt like that. I've always felt God's been very good to me and I, I, I was 18 it was an opportunity. I got a scholarship to, with two other guys to play soccer, football, what we call football. Fo- football. And, football. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it's a chance to come to America and go to school. We were just working class kids. You know? Oh, so you were, you were an athlete? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool, actually. I, I don't think I knew that about you. I didn't know you were half muscle through the jeans. Look like he kicked the <laughs> dog shit out of you. know, I saw him walk in the office the other day, and I was like, you know, Patty, you look kind of built there. You know, I, I, you know that's, that's kind of impressive. Um, that's so, because of masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the number one thing saving America right now. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> this is the reason why everyone has so much patience. Better do. I can wait. <laughs> well, you, guys, you guys did jack off before this podcast, I hope. I had to, definitely. Oh, I needed yeah. it to be a good show. I got mine scheduled for later. <laughs> oh, he's married, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, that'll uh, do it. Uh, that's different. Yeah. You're a different category. I got a, I got a bathroom, some blade <laughs> candles, incense, <laughs> and all out. I'm going to make love tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. I'm never getting married. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so um, there's two, two things that... Um, I've always, you know, kind of try to try to step my foot into one is being an artist and a performer and then also transitioning into like a business owner. Um, how did you know you were going to transition from one to the other? Because I know you started as an artist, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Well, it's not really a transition. I think that's the wrong word. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a natural. But first of all, as an artist, you're already a business person. Mm. And you need to, people. That's the way, that's the way you should be looking at it. You're looking. You're working for yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think, think that uh, you know that somehow that makes life easier. Somehow, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I, I you know, I'm not mm. going to work wherever you, you know. Or that's you get, a different or, bag, right there. I mean, yeah. I mean, so you're you're really you're, you. It's the opposite than what you think. You're taking on, especially as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's your name, it's the way you carry yourself, it's your it's your art, mm-hmm. all of it. You know what I mean? So if you're not, if that doesn't get you up early in the morning and keep you up late at night mm-hmm. and be the focus of what you do mm-hmm. and you're good at it and you apply yourself to it, then you're in the wrong fucking, you're doing the wrong thing. You need to be a, something else because you're, you're just bullshitting, you know? So right. I was always a business person. All the only transition or difference was, you know, you you going around playing in people's clubs, mm-hmm. you know. And after a while, especially when you know myself and my partner, uh, musical partner Bill Ierby, who I was so blessed to work with, and he's a big part of the reason that I've been successful, you know, especially as an artist because he's so great, you know. But we were so popular everywhere we went. We packed play the kind of music we were doing. Nobody else was doing, and, mm-hmm. and we kind of didn't. Well, me anyway. I'm up there talking shit, and, <laughs> and because I'm Irish, I'm getting away with it. Like I'm getting away with like maybe something that that an American wouldn't get away with. You know, we got to walk a tight line on the shit we say. You come over with an accent, you pretty much say anything. <laughs> well, well, like, you it's your bloody ugly. Like, I took full advantage of it. Yeah. That's cool. So, but anyway, uh, so after a while, when you're when you're looking out on you know when you're showing up to a show and to play and there's a line out the door of people waiting for you to get on stage it, it's your natural thought is well man the next step for me would be to own my own venue so right, you know right you know because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i'm getting we're getting paid for it we got paid well for it but the person who's making the real money is the person who's right or you know so it was always a goal and i just kept my eye out for the right place and i used the same philosophy that i used coming to america Mm. For finding the right place, that was meaning I'm going to do what my gut tells me to do. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at a couple of different bars that were offered to me before where I am now came along. Yeah, and it just didn't fucking feel right. It was one was a really good opportunity mm-hmm. where the Max building is today. My yeah. Max is that building was offered to me, mm. oh. and I, but I wasn't qualified for it. It was like you know sending young artists out onto a you know, to be a f- famous overnight or, or to take on that responsibility, you need to be careful with that. You got to put your work in, put the du- your Jews in. I needed a smaller mm-hmm. place, and so I waited. And finally, that place came along. It was just 
to a weird conversation with a drunk guy that was in there. <laughs> I was yeah, we're gonna sell this motherfucker. I, <laughs> I love we, it. We were our gig was so popular in what used to be called Wheelers, mm-hmm. and um, that I used to set up in the afternoon on a Friday. And we were, the, you know, I'd go in and get the equipment set up because all the people would crowd in there so much. There was no fucking room mm-hmm. just to go right on stage and perform. So I'd go early in the afternoon to set up. Mm-hmm. While I was in there setting up, this guy comes over to me wasted and he says, yeah, I'm going to buy this bar. I'm going to buy it. Uh, I already talked to the, uh, the wheelers about it. I'm buying it. Will you still play here? So I said, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So whatever. He walked away. And I called the owners of the bar. I said, are you guys selling this place? Mm-hmm. And he says, well, we're thinking of it. This guy's supposed to come up with the money, and he hasn't come up with it yet. So I said, look, you know, I might be interested. Hey. And they were, they wanted, you know, they said, uh, all right, we'd love to talk to you about it. We'd love, you know, as a young person, they wanted me to mm-hmm. have an opportunity. And I had somebody basically loan me the money. Mm-hmm. It's $40,000. It's good to know people with money. Yes. Yeah, they, well, they, they took it. I was very, it is, well, but, but it's very difficult to ask people to, to borrow it because it's not yours. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, people think they can just fucking, and then not give it back and shit. And, oh, no, you, know, you got to run that back. Yeah, you know, it's a real leap. It's not the right, if, you, if you're going to borrow somebody's money, you better fucking know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know? Definitely. And you, so I felt like I put the time in all the years of playing in bars and, and I put the right kind of people around me, and I was lucky, and it worked, and it's been, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I thought good. it was, I thought it was so cool when I started to learn a bit more of your story because I grew up around a lot of people who always planned to invest in themselves, mm-hmm. but when the time came, they never did. So I'm not surrounded by too many people that actually have invested in themselves. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's pretty cool that you do that. Um, I do relate to you when you said about how you could get away with saying certain things as an artist because as a battle rapper, we're, we're able to say anything we anything. want. And right. I took all advantage of it. So right. I, I'll just come out and say whatever I want to say. And I think that's pretty cool because a lot of people do have to walk on eggshells. So Yeah. Well, it's entertainment, though. You know yeah, what I mean? I definitely. Mean, we would sing songs. That one song could be about literally about God. The, mm-hmm. the next song could be about America and the, our soldiers who defend America and all that. And the next song would be about a vagina. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've, heard, I've heard I've songs. I love songs and hymns and about vagina. I was actually present. I actually got to see uh, Patty perform. Oh, and yeah. I heard one of his songs about vaginas. That's right. It was, well, it was you know great. What? I heard black guys don't eat pussy. Is that true? Whoa, what? No, well, yeah. that's, what, that's what I heard. Wait a minute. That's, yeah, yeah. that's top of the food. Okay. I'm about to say, yeah, I think that, I think that stopped a long time yeah, ago. We, I think we, everybody kind of just switched over. Oh, wow. Because right. yeah, they, yeah, they used to say black women don't give head either. Remember they used to yeah. say that? Oh, that's definitely a lie. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times my stomach has been head butted. <laughs> You're a very happy man. God yes. bless you. It's a beautiful yes, thing. Absolutely. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, women knew what it was like to to, to have a, somebody blow you. They, Goodness they, gracious. They would really, they'd monetize that. Yeah. They really would. <laughs> yeah. I would. Ooh, I so I have a question. As an artist, have you ever had a, because, uh, so I've, I've, I've done plenty of performances on stage. I've performed um, at church. I've performed at different churches before. I've performed at uh at, at like warehouses and concerts or things, you know, small scale. Um, and then of course I performed in my, my battle rap events. 
And um, I would say one moment that's probably one that I'll never forget. I have a slogan where I'll walk up to somebody I don't know that's cheering for the other guy. <laughs> and I'll say, I don't even know this nigga's you name. this right here? <laughs> and I don't even know this nigga's name. And so I would say that, right? <laughs> and that actual, that moment that he pressed it is the one I'm thinking of. Because it hit so hard. It hit the guy so hard. He got, he got so mad and he... You know, jumped in the middle of the stage, you know, fussing about it because it really hurt his feelings. Right. And it ended up being such a great moment for me. It looked so great on. on he was going to fight all the street <laughs> niggas from Fayetteville. <laughs> it, it looked so great. It looked so great on on um, on camera. But also the day that I first in like came up with that slogan, the very first time I used it, I said it every round and the whole building said it for me right. once I said it the third time. And I'll never forget so that that's moment. That's a catchphrase for you, definitely. So I, I'll never forget that moment. But is there ever has there ever been any type of performance or any moment that you will never forget that's happened at any time when you performed? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. My God, tons of them. There was a, just tons of them for different reasons. You know, well, they threw the vagina on the stage too. I'm yeah, sure they well, throw. I'm sure he's got an underwear thrown. Hey, on the stage. Well, no. have you not? You work at the fucking bar. Have you, have you, have you not seen the frame? Between the men's and women's bathrooms, I've definitely seen there's that. There's 300 pairs of women's underwear in that frame. Yeah, oh, that shit. I collected. No, he's not lying. Personally. He's actually not joking. I've seen it myself. Obi Wan, teach me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. Want, look, the bigger point is, at the end of the day, all joking aside, it's there's a difference between the art and the artist. Okay. Mm -hmm. You right. know, Nathan, the human being, is Nathan, the fucking my friend. You know, now nasty. There's an extension of yourself. There's a different part of yourself. You don't go around saying that to people when you're walking down the street. Right, you're yeah. fucking performing. You're working. You right. know? So, I mean, that's sometimes what people miss. Mm -hmm. For the good and the bad, meaning they don't like you for it, or yeah. they like you too fucking much for it. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> right, you know, definitely. You just have to keep your own feet on the ground, and if somebody gets upset, look, I mean... I'm just doing my job, man. Whatever, but it means that you're fucking good at it if you get that kind of there response. Yeah. But I would put my foot in it. The last time that I actually, one of the times I can think of, I don't think of. We had lots of special moments. Mm -hmm. We sang the national anthem at every gig, almost every gig. Okay. It was a different time. This yeah. is in the '90s and the early mm -hmm. part of the '2s, and it wasn't. I'm, I'm an immigrant, you know, here. This country's been really good to me. Yeah. And I'm mm -hmm. fucking really grateful, you know. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, being around military people who literally give everything, you know, mm -hmm. even if they come back alive, they've given so much that they can never be the same. It's just an incredible thing for someone from another country to see. Mm -hmm. So my way of saying thank you to that for that one of the ways was on stage with all those people mm -hmm. many of them were military and just saying thank you, you know? right. and, yeah. we, and it just being part of an America that I believe is the best part of America mm -hmm. you know that there's a lot of no matter what your color is or where you're from you know what I mean what, what the ideal the idea of the United States what's supposed to be I know there's injustice there's injustice everywhere but yeah, what, everywhere. why would you focus on that I mean fuck okay mm -hmm. we should do something about it yeah but you, but anyway those moments I'll never forget yeah you know, where everyone's the back of the room singing and crying and shit like that people people who lost lost their brother lost their son whose the parents were in the fucking audience you know mm -hmm. you get them up on stage for the anthem 
and there wasn't a dry eye in the in the in the house, and it was just a mm-hmm. great way of honouring people. That was an emotional cool. moment. That's cool. Also, having eight women on the on the stage with their all with their boobs out was, was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that, you that never was, that yeah, was I'm proud cool. to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's more so the other the funny shit like the, the mm-hmm. stuff. There was there was a at a gig one time before we started. There was these four really heavy set women, oh. were big fucking women, mm-hmm. all sitting at a table off to the side a little bit, mm-hmm. and they weren't there for our gig clearly, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> they wouldn't even turn around, and all the people were starting to get, you know, they, they came for the ribs. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. I said, the, um, I said, you know, hey, can we, you guys, going around there? You see that table with all those. That very healthy table over there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just walk around. That I was talking to some of the audience members, and they, one of them heard it and said, "What did you say?" Uh, I just, oh, I just said that's a very healthy table. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, that's I how you get out. Of, you bring the Lord into yeah, it. Yeah, you're ugly. God bless you. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew I'd kind of stepped in it a little bit. And yeah. Like she was fuck, talking about mad. This yeah. fucking woman was completely. She was fucking furious, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, so she wanted to. Of course, she wanted. This was at my place. She wanted to speak to the manager <laughs> you know and I said oh I'm sorry look I'm fucking I was just joking I, I, I didn't mean it like that you know yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's rude you're rude as hell I want to speak to the manager so, so she goes I'll watch her go over to the bar and I can tell at the time you know that Maggie it was a very forced manager we had was telling her uh, that's he owns the place fucking <laughs> <laughs> horrible anyway leans to say they never came back but it's but it's Stuff like that that I remember most, you know, yeah. that are just funny uh-huh. shit where you're not know, self-deprecating. Where you're, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I love stuff like that. Now, let me just go ahead and say this to the audience real quick. Um, as he was explaining um, his story to me, when I saw him put his hand on his chest, I noticed that he is wearing a, a UNC Tar Heels hoodie. I mean, he's a good like, man. Like he's myself. Right. Like he's myself. Man. We came at you oh, today, wow. and we didn't even plan this. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Y'all boys going to make me cry, man. <laughs> even though, I'm, even though UNC's kind of, kind of. Hey, you watch your mouth. No, no, no. Hey, they're my team. They're my. They're my team. They're my guys. They just. Uh, they're a little hurt right now. The sky is Carolina blue. I'm not gonna go against God. Uncle Boss, I want to ask. <laughs> I want to ask you right now. Uh, have you? Do you have any moments where you might have performed or done something of your craft, and you and a, and a, you've gotten crazy feedback or something? Well, um, I hosted an artist showcase one time, man. You know me. Mm-hmm. I'm just observant, and I was, like, picking shit out of the crowd and stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, my good friend, Suge Diddy, was in there. He had on an orange suit. Hey, shout out to Suge Diddy. <laughs> shout out my boy, Suge Diddy. And it was crazy, because I went to the bar to get me a drink. Mm-hmm. But whoever was, was performing got through performance, so I'm at the bar, and I'm like, yeah, I'm the only motherfucking host you know that motherfucking host this shit from the bar while I'm getting a drink. And y'all give it up for Suge Diddy. He works for the goddamn city. He on this orange jumpsuit or some shit. Whole, what was that? We were at the Big Apple. Everybody in the Big Apple was laughing and rolling. Um, other times were shit. The shit we do. Like, hell, when we was doing Gentleman's 30, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd just be blurting out crazy shit in the middle of Gentleman's 30. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. called wit. There you go. I, he does have it's very quick to it. He's very quick with it. Right. I definitely noticed that about him. Um one thing I do like, I like changing people's perspective of me. Facts. From when it starts before they hear me perform. And I've done this with battle rap and I've done this in other places. Um 
especially like in church, like because the very first church I've ever rapped at was uh, Lewis Chapel. And, you know, that's a bigger church here in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. And it's more older people, old school. So when they heard that a rapper was going to come up there and rap, they were <laughs> not, they were not happy at all. They were not. They didn't want to hear it. And they were just. Have shit up and I could, it's so weird because I could feel them. It's like I could almost feel them judging me as I was going up there to, to perform. And by the end of my rap, they all gave me a standing ovation. And each of them came to me and was so surprised and was shaking my hand and telling me how much it moved them. And I like stuff like that. Because you're, yeah. you're well-spoken. You 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 have an elegant you're, speech you're or whatever. You're good at what you do. I mean, you, yeah. you could have been getting up there playing the guitar or the fucking trumpet. When you see somebody doing something really well, mm-hmm. it moves you. You, you know, no matter what, you could be building a, you could be a carpenter or whatever, and you just see somebody's really good at what they do, and they do it with passion, and mm-hmm. it's quite moving, especially if you're on a stage. Yeah, so that, those are definitely, that's definitely something that, it's like, it's, it's almost my motivation of what I do it for. Because even when I battle, like when I traveled out to Phoenix, none of those guys knew me. And they all were picking me to lose. And all of them was laughing at my name, you know, because they, they, like, they, they was like, his name is Nasty. He did, you know, and they, they were picking on me. And they were all picking on me to lose. And, and it's the so, whole energy changed. The, the whole building changed once I, I started rapping. Don't you, um, don't, you know, my thought on, on that is uh, I think it's always nicer to be coming from a direction of where you surprise people mm-hmm. rather than let them down. I, I I have found I have found uh, being on both sides of that a little bit, you know, when mm-hmm. just a little bit, it, 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 you know, in terms of being a, an artist and, be, and owning a popular bar, people know you who don't. I don't know who they are, most mm-hmm. of them. And it's just because of what I do. I've always a plumber, mm-hmm. you know, or, or a, a doctor. Even nobody would really give a fuck. You know, nobody really gives a fuck about that. But when you own a bar or you're on a stage somehow. People tend to know you, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're really successful at it, you're everyone fucking knows you all around the world, depending on what level of fame yeah. you 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 want. But it's a poison chalice. You be really careful with that shit mm-hmm. because you know be careful what you fucking wish for. You got to be in it for the right reasons. Because if if you're lucky or sometimes unlucky enough mm-hmm. to be so popular, to you know, you got a whole nother. Yeah. kettle of bullshit that you have to put up with and exactly. that, that you've asked for so you, mm-hmm. you know I always liken it to artists and if you look at famous people they do this a lot they work hard to give their anonymity away which is what artists kind of do what you're trying mm-hmm. to do to give mm-hmm. you so you're known and then if they're successful at it they spend the rest of their time trying to get it back again you know on go, <laughs> on go the glasses the security you know, only go out at certain times. That'd be a horrible life. Oh. But, but what's even worse than that, I think, is just with ordinary people. When if you'd have gone into those battle rap things, oh, that's not my god. You know, now, or they they think something of you that like uh, that's not true. That's unfair. You know, and you feel the pressure. Man, I gotta, I gotta do all this shit, or I'm letting them down because I'm talking. You go from a hero to a zero like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's much better in my in my line of work. There mm-hmm. are people who think one of two things: either. I hear when I get to know somebody or meet somebody, I hear two uh, uh, things constantly. Mm-hmm. One is, you know what? You're really nice. 
Mm-hmm. Like they expected me to be a cunt or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> was, and I always, I, I wouldn't say that. I said, well, thanks. You know what I mean? But like, what did you think? Well, I wasn't sure. And I, especially people who knew me from the stage, they, they, you know, some of the women would think. That's the vagina man. Yeah, he might, he, he might try to, he might to Donald Trump my pussy over there. <laughs> he just grab her by the pussy. You know? Grab her by the pussy. You'd see, yeah, they, yeah. they wouldn't have to take me, you know, when, when uh-huh. I'm talking to them in a normal way. If I ran into them in the mall or something. You know, they're like, this, oh, that's a patty guy. And, you know, so they're always like, you're really nice. And then the second thing people would generally say, you know, you're, you're, you're smart. Like as if I'm a fo- they expected like, me to be a dumb cunt yeah. fuck, you know what I mean? You kind of got to be smart to navigate the pussy. Yeah. I, <laughs> you got to know what that shit is. I, actually, I can relate to that because a lot of people, a lot of people, when I speak to them, a lot of times they say, man, you're really humble. Or they'll tell other people, like, he's way more humble than... Then you would think he is, you know, on stage, you know, saying these things to, the, to these people. But then as soon as they speak to me outside of the outside of the stage, I'm who I'm just me who just I am. Be yourself. Yeah. And they're like, wow, you know, you're, you're not the guy on stage. And I'm like, well, nah, you they know, that's because they don't understand. I would say, yeah, they, they pay me to do that. And I love to, you know, express crazy, myself on stage. I, that way. I am the fucking guy on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like this all the time. This is just me. I don't know how to get no, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. nothing other else but me. You're exactly. You're exactly, you're Uncle Boss. Like this is just you were me. you were born Uncle Boss. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I came out smoking cigars and uh, <laughs> loving vagina. Get on your knees right now. You know what? I actually I meant to ask this question for every guest that comes up here because my show is called Hold My Drink. What drink do you like? What's your, what's everyone's favorite drink? Let me see here. The ones that get me fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, um, I was a heavy cognac man, and I still go back to cognac every now and again, but I'm a tequila guy now, you know? Yeah. But tequila is like the retirement home for motherfuckers that drink cognac a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Florida for, like, cognac drinkers and shit. Like, oh, the weather's nice down here. I don't remember shit I did last night. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would have to say tequila. I would have to say, okay, so, well, for starters, as far as beer goes, I love beer. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, ain't nothing wrong with a nice frosty ale. Yeah. Now, the easiest ones to drink, in my opinion, are the light beers. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light and stuff like that. The, the easiest. Beers. They're the, the easiest. Beers. Look, <laughs> the the beers. beers. I, you know, I knew I was about to get yeah, judged when he said beer. that. Pussy but I'm I, an IPA man myself. You know, I, I love IPA. But I've switched, though, because I, I was kind of the opposite. Tequila was always my thing. And, like, I can still drink tequila. Um, Especially Jose Curve, you know, that was always I could I could tackle at least about half a bottle a night, you know. That tequila. <laughs> um, I remember and I had to shout out Uncle Boss for this because he put me on a twenty grand. Oh yeah, that twenty grand was real smooth. Love it. It's definitely one of my favorites. So well, like I if I if I would if I could just sit around and just drink one drink, it would probably be twenty, 20 grand. grand. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I of can't that. do it. I can do it in small amounts because it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. But after a while, after a while, the sweet taste starts. See what tequila? I don't, tequila, I only take in shots. Or what mix. else you supposed to do with tequila? I'd say tequila. I'm only taking shots or or, or like a mixed drink. But like, I do. If I'm t- talking drinking straight, twenty, 20 grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that pussy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still young. <laughs> well, for me, I suppose a pint. Mm-hmm. I, I come from a place where uh, like drinking in Ireland when I was growing up, and it's still that way today. Is a social thing. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily let's go out and get fucked up. It's yeah. a social thing. So hey, Nate, 
let's meet for a couple of beers tonight. Mm-hmm. And you sit at the bar and you talk with your friend and have a couple of pints each and shoot the shit and catch up. Or maybe you're discussing something important. You know, uh, when I was growing up, my old man and a lot of men from that era would just go to the pub. They'd, hey, I'll be, I'm going up for a couple of pints. You know, and he'd walk down and walk around and go into the local pub where... See, the neighbours would be in there and you just shoot the shit with them. You're not mm-hmm. necessarily, unless you have a problem, falling out of there drunk as shit or shooting <laughs> fucking shots. God of damn it, Patty! <laughs> <laughs> so it's like over here, especially with the younger people, and of course there's an element of that everywhere, but just go out and get fucking scuttered drunk, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I find it, like, I think you have to, it's a social thing. It's how you connect with somebody. So yeah. for me, my favourite drink would be a pint a of pint. Guinness and a friend. Hmm. I, so I, I've been cool. I've been more so into Guinness a bit now since I've started working at Patty's. Well, because I ain't never really I actually never drank Guinness before until only, that. Only time I'm gonna drink Guinness is when I know I got a mission that night. <laughs> I've lifted <laughs> I lifted I lifted enough of those kegs in the freezer. So oh okay, you know okay. I, I was like you know let me start drinking this thing now that it, it makes me so tired. <laughs> Well, Guinness is a very acquired taste, but I always tell the girls, it's good for your colon, darling. <laughs> good, healthy colon. Everyone needs one of those. Let me guess, you drink the stout. I do, yeah. I mean, I like good, I like beer that has some balls to it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I like IPAs, I like a beer with a good flavor. That's what I, I mainly drink IPAs or whatever. I mean, I, I mean, dabble with like Modelo and stuff. I, I yeah. quit drinking the skirt beers like a friend over here. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fine. Give me a couple of years, maybe I mean, I'll I would stop. never admit what he just admitted. No. <laughs> Give me a couple years, maybe I'll stop. Okay, you lie to he's the still, day you die. He's like, still growing yeah. up. He's still growing up, that young fella. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 knock some sense into him. I just go. I just turned thirty, people. Okay, <laughs> your knees about to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that same subject, because you said you came here playing uh, football mm-hmm. or soccer, or do you do you still ever go out and play every now and again, like with some friends or anything, or is no. that? I, I don't know, and it's really it's really only because I think it's not really uh, infiltrated this culture that deeply. You know, like if you're that's why if you if you were a basketball like to play basketball, you probably easily find a group of guys yeah. playing a pickup game or in the neighborhoods and shit. You know, well, but, I know a lot of the Spanish culture around here. Yeah, I say there's like pickup soccer. I say yes, yes. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I say I know a lot of them too that play. I never played because soccer was never a game yeah, I mean, that I I understood drive, like that. Drive by some of them soccer fields, but you'll, I, see, you'll a, see it. You'll see a lot of soccer. Bunch fields. of Spanish cats out there just yeah, going there. Right. Well, where I grew up, you know, there's but part of the reason I don't is not having the time, and I'm older now, and you know, yeah. I played for so long. My, I'm in good shape. I take care of myself, but I don't have the greatest fucking knees, you know. Mm-hmm. I can feel pain. I'm just I don't want to get injured. You know? so, yeah, right. So, you know, oh, yeah. I just them injuries, the when you get this age, man, them injuries don't. They don't heal overnight. No, I didn't, you know, it was, it was so different. I remember my first time playing, like, years after I graduated. I played foot, like uh, American football. And I remember my first time playing a pickup game on base. Oh, yeah. And this was years after I had graduated. You know, like, when you, you, you're kept in shape in high school because you got stuff like gym, PE, yeah. and then you're on, on sports teams. And right. once all that stops and you graduate, you have to keep yourself in this shape. And I remember maybe about six Five or six years later, I played a game with my brother and some of his battle buddies on on post. Oh, you played with the strong guys. Yeah, they, and they played a very intense game. And I remember, not necessarily that day, but the very next day when I woke up, my entire body was hurting. Yeah. 
I was like, what in the world? I never Shit, felt like this before. Yeah, like, is that my spleen? God damn. <laughs> How'd I sprain my spleen? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I don't need that either. That's probably why I don't. But if, if, if I was at home, I think there'd be, there's all different leagues with different age groups of men that are constantly, you know, so mm-hmm. I probably would. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm busy and, you know, I, I work out now. You know what I mean? My football mm-hmm. days are, are over. I, after college, I didn't play anymore. So do you still, I, I guess I have a question, do you still write music? Um, I write a lot, actually. But um, I wouldn't say it's music, it's just um, ideas, mm-hmm. song lyrics, but stories. I've been writing the same book for the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. One day, and I will, I've committed myself, I'll fucking finish it, you know. And it's a book of ideas, just my life, um, observations, whatever. I don't know what the fuck it is. I just, all I know is... I have the title, and that's it. You know. Mm-hmm. So, what but, chapter is the vagina part? No, <laughs> there's going to be one big vagina. I'm thinking that's going to be on the front cover. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to buy it just for the cover. All right, you guys might need to get more. You need to get more pussy in your lives. This is a reoccurring theme, I, I think, of this podcast, lads. You got to get laid. No, we, more we get often. plenty of that. It's, it's just like shit. We just get happy for it. You are just happy for it. We're, okay. we're just we're just pussy advocates. Well, let's talk about. Let's, <laughs> hey, let's talk about pussy. I tell you, when I when I, when I came here first, you know, I was eighteen. And you know, uh, flew into Atlanta from it from Dublin from oh, wow. know, Ireland. Flew into Atlanta. Never seen, never been uh, to America. You know, heard about it, and we were told by coaches, you know, football coaches over there, like you know, hey, don't screw around. You know, Atlanta's a very big airport. Make sure you go to you know your next gate. Make sure you know because I had catching a flight up to Fayetteville. You know, we were going to a place called Fayetteville because we went to high school for one year, yeah. but. Uh, um, we, didn't okay well, we landed in, in uh, Atlanta I didn't realize it's so fucking big that they have a train in it yeah that, that's such a hu- that, mean, Atlanta is, has a huge airport right airport but you want to see where we grew crazy. up I mean, mm-hmm. you ever seen Crocodile Dundee you know what I mean uh-huh. it was a little bit like like that you know what I mean coming to America look at that what the fuck is that then, never seen never the heat we wanted to feel what the heat was like it was in this was in August 1st 1987 oh, yeah. so we made it outside of the airport mm-hmm. and like um, and I tell you I'll be candid with you I've never actually seen myself and Jimmy like an American black person, mm-hmm. really? You know? No, yes. or a Native American person. So that was, or just even like a Mexican person. I've never, never actually seen one in, in flesh. Person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, was like just, culture shock it, to you when you're. Like, I mean, oh. it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like fascinating. You know, mm-hmm. just look at this country is like full of all these different kinds of people. Where we grew up it was pretty homogenous. It's not anymore, mm-hmm. but it was at the time. I mean, you didn't. You know, I can remember maybe some African students that were. Usually, I was about to say, are there black Irish people? There are now. There are today because okay. there's so much more. So much integration. Oh my god! We land in Ireland now. The police force are the Irish though. They have Irish accents, but they yeah. look like you. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> imagine me running through Ireland well, looking for bubs and this. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine you with an Irish accent. I'd laugh hey. my ass off. Hey, but I mean, uh, but but yeah, but you know so. We, anyway, to make a long story short, we, we missed our flight you know, coming up the Fable, so we had to fly into Charlotte. Uh-huh. So we land in Charlotte to come and pick us up. They bring us the next day. We're, we're getting brought around Fable, and uh, we go by this place, this bar, and we're driving by, and it has a big sign in the window, and it says, um, Free shag lessons. Every, <laughs> every, you know what it do, shag. Every, well, 
I didn't. I was just thinking Shaggy, where I come from, is, <laughs> you know, throwing the leg over and you know, yippee ki Let's oh. stop right here. Stop right here. Right <laughs> well, after well, that. Well, it was. There was well, you know, you know, you know, there was churches all over the place. The fucking different churches everywhere. Yeah, was different, different nice. churches, mm-hmm. and then they had strip clubs, and then they had this place where they fucking give fuck lessons. <laughs> and we were like, this country. Like, America is keep the in best. Mind, keep in mind, we were eighteen, never uh-huh. been. So to me. Why would I think otherwise? That, like they actually have places here that te- that you can go and they teach you how to fuck. I mean, yeah, these yeah. Americans are crazy. Yeah. And it turns out it was some fucking dance or some shit. Yeah. Like, the first phone call home was like, I ain't never coming back. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers ain't shagging like this. Yo, they got a shag class, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. So I remember that shit, and that was the, that was the. My the bar that I'm in right now it was that fucking bar uh-huh. and a few a week or two after that we were asked to shit by some American girls asking do you guys like to shag and like fucking hell so <laughs> <laughs> got a little they're very forward these American girls you just have to talk but then, then the, the worst thing uh, the first time I got that a woman wanted to be with me it was only a couple of months after being here and uh I wasn't very experienced, you know. I mean, I was eighteen. Coming yeah, from I should have took me a shag class. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't very experienced. I, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I was a kid, and I, Ireland was a different country at that time. It was religious, much more religious, and there wasn't many. You know, I didn't really know a whole lot, you know. But I'd been with a couple of women, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. But anyway, so this girl who was in, cl- in one of my classes, she was a lot more experienced than I was because. Uh, she asked me out straight, like, if I wanted to fuck him. Like, I instantly got a... I'm ready. Well, let me think about it. Okay. So anyway, she, 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 gets, she gets and she takes my... Opens my belt, opens my fucking... My jeans, pulls down, like... like like a chicken, like a fucking bitch. <laughs> whips my fucking pants down, whips down my, my, my underpants, my underwear, you know, and it springs my... My, my beautiful, my beautiful little man. <laughs> my beautiful anyway, little man. Anyway, she looks at it and she goes, "Oh, <laughs> what's that? What's wrong with it?" And I was, I'm huh? there. I'm thinking, "What's wrong with what, what is, what's that?" And she she grabs the tip and she says, uh, "Wow." I says, "What the fuck?" And I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, I didn't know enough about sex to know. That I'm thinking, hey, is there something wrong with it? I mean, I thought it, I thought it was fucking beautiful. Perhaps. But anyway, turns out she's oh, she was talking about my foreskin. She'd never seen foreskin before. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that would have me worried. I'm like, wait, wait, what's wrong? I was already oh, got different hey, penis over there. I was sinking fast already when she said that. But then she says, oh, this kind of cute. And then I went, back to that. It was we're, like Michael J. Fox in that movie. You remember? <laughs> And the, the photograph is fading and shit, and then he, then you know, he kisses the girl. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, it was a wonderful time, and she tore my ass up. That's what I thought. Now I'm an American. There you go. That was Patty Stone. First time he was proud to be an American. Damn yeah, right. <laughs> After the shag class. After the shag class. Mm-hmm. Cheers to the shag class, everybody. Cheers to the shag class. God bless America. <clears throat> Olga Boss, what about you? How did your first time go? I was actually on a school trip. You don't take <laughs> a bunch of black kids to Tennessee mm-hmm. on a rafting trip and then give us hotel rooms. 
Because I, I totally did it in that hotel room bathroom. We broke the toilet seat and everything. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just know I got me some. It was magical. My, my, <laughs> fucking magical. Mine was actually in high school, like during school. school. I performed at a talent show during school and I. You know what? Killed I it. It was performing more. Y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> It was the first time, but see, like, this, only my friends, only my cl- close friends at the time knew Excuse I. Me, that's my pussy. Excuse me, that's my pussy. <laughs> Excuse me, that's my pussy. Excuse me, Excuse me. Only, Excuse me. only my close friends at the time knew I could rap. And one of them convinced me to perform at a talent show. And when I did, it surprised everybody in the whole auditorium because so nobody knew I could rap. Is- Shot up. My phone started blowing up. And later on that day, I was in JROTC class, and I was I was one of the high ranking, you know what I'm saying, guys. And one of the one of the girls that weren't wasn't high ranking wanted to. So uh, she wanted to she, she wanted to. she wanted to reward me for my she performance on stage. Power. Yeah, so we were in the back of the JROTC room. I gotta apologize to Colonel Stovall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Colonel's probably proud of you. Long, yeah, I remember did, just how long did you last? I, not too long, not too long. <laughs> at all. long at first I did not last long at all, and she was definitely well more experienced than I was. Fuck that. Thank, thank God my parents were pervs because they had porno movies, and I studied these motherfuckers until my first time. I still study them today. I still steal niggas' moves off porno movies. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, yeah, I'll, I'll probably never forget that moment. Um, it was the first time I'd ever performed on stage, and it was also the first time I had sex the same day at school. I used to fucking be. I mean, it's one of those things that you know, once that genie is out of the bottle. Oh yeah, that's it. Man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're off and running. It's difficult, and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a great part of life. You know, it's a great part of life. You just like everything else. You all joking aside, you got, you had to be fucking careful. Yeah, and you, and you shouldn't you know manipulate people. That, you know. If you do that, you know, the world just treats you the way you treat it. But, I mean, men will do happen for fucking pussy sometimes. Yeah, they will. And, like, <laughs> you and, go. But, I mean, you have to be, you have to be, you have to be careful with that, that stuff. That can, that's something that can really burn you too, you know, fuck your life up. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you're talking about bringing children into the world. You know, that's, that's, a, get that's one of the most important shit you can yep. fucking possibly you, you can get rid of most of the diseases <laughs> when the damn kids come. It's like, God damn, 18 years. Well, damn right. <laughs> Motherfucker, you want to be smart and go to college too? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's true though, but all joking aside, you know, young people don't think about the ramifications of that. And, and uh, you know, you think this is a kid that didn't even ask, didn't ask to be here. That's yeah. true. So that's the true. least you can fucking do is your best. And, yeah. and you sometimes go. you're not ready, you just want to fuck. So, like, there you go. so the moral yeah. of the story is <laughs> That's the sound of pulling out You heard it, gentlemen, the lead, Write your name on our belly There you go <laughs> Perfect, I hope everybody gets that We're going we're gonna to post this clip all over right. there. <laughs> On our belly Or like me, you can autograph the butt cheeks I try to hit both of them equally But sometimes God I run out you. Yeah. I, I run out man. sometimes. It's like, can oh, you write? Well, you can write B and SS. That's all you need. There you B, go. B, they're a nice asshole. And mm-hmm. SS, you, you got then enough color to do that. Well, that, that is. See, here we go. That is art. You, you got to write it in cursive. This is where I fuck up at. I spell boss with two dollar signs, so I ain't got enough <laughs> for the lines to go through the S. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. my favorite porn star in the whole fucking world. <laughs> I love this. I love this episode. <laughs> my favorite porn star <laughs> my favorite in the whole episode. world is a, is a black man. 
Let's see what it is. I'm gonna say, see if you can guess. See if you can guess, huh? Wesley Pipes. What? No, no. I was gonna, I was gonna guess Mr. Marcus. Mr. He's, Marcus is alright. I would say he's probably the most he's famous right. out of all of them. Wesley Pipes is is the best. That's our class right there. Wesley Pipes is the is the Moet. That's who you that's who you strive to be like. Damn right. The instructions this man barks out. Get your hands off of it. Don't look at me. Like, look girl, at the TV. girl, Wesley Pipes taught me this. <laughs> Put your neck under my foot. <laughs> Well, that's perfect. I'm looking this up, but fuck it, I can't remember. No way, uh, but yeah, fucking porn. By the way, not that there'd be a big uh, dampener on it, but my friend Jimmy was telling me that he's a soccer coach, you know, and he was telling mm-hmm. me that, like, in, that there's this, uh, they're starting to talk about it now in, in, in the school systems. Is that you? Jesus pussy Christ. phone call. No, nah, nah, I'll, I'll call back. If you I'll think. call her back. <laughs> they woke up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, they're saying that like the young kids today, young men, mm-hmm. that the introduction to porn, <laughs> to sex is through porn, and it's so fucking bad with some kids that when they actually get to have sex, they can't get the dick hard. No, it's called, Ooh, that's bad. Down. It's That's embarrassing. Juvenile impotency. Well, juvenile it, it, impotency. Yeah. It, wow. it, well, it's because of uh, that. The what turns them on? They've gotten so into the porn oh. that when they actually meet a girl, a young girl who's, who doesn't, she's learning as well, and she doesn't hang from the ceiling and lick his balls or whatever. There you go. He yeah. can't. He can't quite get. get she's, it not, up. she's not. She's not spitting on it like like oh, in the movie. Yes, fellas, young young <laughs> fellas, please listen to this. Do not put yourself in that situation. No. Damn right. Please, no, because I'm telling you, porn is great, but it's nothing like the real thing. You're going to be sad and soft. (laughs) 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 You you ain't spit on it like old girl in the movie. Moral of the whole podcast, do not be sad and soft. Don't be sad and soft. At least be hard and angry. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say, but but getting back to the most important thing, my favorite porn actor in the world is Mr. Lexington Steele. Oh, Lex Steele. Lex Steele will give you two comb shots. I forgot Lex, about him. Right, Lex Steele makes the dumbest fucking noises in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What's like, what that? What is that? I'm still in that move, but what is that noise? <laughs> well, what do you guys say? What do you fuck do you guys say when you're when you're orgasmic? That is a, a good question. I just try to look cool. You don't say I try I, I say I try to look cool. I, I ain't gonna I scream, don't you? I, 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 oh, if, especially when it's good, I, I want. I, Damn I, right. If yeah. women can see what I really look like on the inside of me, <laughs> I'm just sitting here trying to be cool. When I'm, but, <laughs> that's terrible. You gotta let your inhibitions go, man. You know. I sort of look like Bruce Lee when he um, steps on somebody's neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I just lost my heart all day. I'm never gonna see that that scene the same again. Anytime I see that scene. Fast forward. Fast forward, man. Nobody can watch Into the Dragon after I would never Into the Dragon will never be the same for me from this moment on because of that. Well, I can really see that. I can really yeah. see that, man. That's actually pretty cool. That's a yeah, cool way to come. If I'm gonna bust, I'm gonna be a killer. You know what? I'm gonna be Bruce Lee. I'm yeah. gonna be a killer. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it now. Hey. I'm gonna try it. It's religiously moving. <laughs> Damn, right, Damn right it is. No, they tell him God bless you after that. <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world, man. Okay, so before we start getting, because we're getting towards the end of the episode, uh, 
before we wrap it up, I do want to ask: Do are there any more like uh, dreams or plans that you you strive to conquer from yeah, here on out? Yeah, most of them are personal ones. I think you, mm-hmm. you know, artistically, I've done well, and, and you know, work has gone well. We're we're progressing. We're growing. Um, I think it's very important, especially getting older now. Mm-hmm. That I look after myself mentally and, and physically, and uh, um, I believe that in order to be successful in life as well as business, the critical part of it is the kind of people that you have around you. You mm-hmm. know, so I I put people around me that I feel are um, you know they they uh, love me, you know, mm-hmm. and they're not Thanks. afraid to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes I may not want to hear it, but whatever. And I, I believe in that. I think um, I, I, I live my life like I do business, and it's it's for me. It's more. I, I have I spread the power. Mm-hmm. I could I could run a totalitarian regime if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's my store. It's my shit. It's my bar. My, but I don't treat it that way because I'd be stupid to treat it that way because. No man is self-made. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not, in my opinion, no such thing. You need other people. We're designed to work together. We're designed to be together, mm-hmm. human beings. So I want good ones around me that hold me to account. Where I have authority, but we, 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 we spread the power. Mm-hmm. Jessica has the power to tell me, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, like, I like it that way. It keeps me straight and it gets the best out of me. Okay. But so moving forward, it's just business stuff. Yeah, we're we're getting into some other things. Um, there's a new a new website coming out called dbad.world. Don't be a dick. World. And I've, been, I've been working on it for a couple of years. Don't be a dick. Dot dot world. world. Well, you know, we I'm wear that on the. We wear, to give me something. I would say we wear that on the shirts, on the patty shirts. That don't be a dick, yeah. and then it's that's um, a phrase. That's yeah, it's a phrase. Surprise. Yeah, that's a message to, to people coming. I'm out getting the one of them fucking shirts. I don't give a damn. <laughs> much. I know you own this shit, but I'm getting one of them shirts. <laughs> what about so, you? So the first oh, person that asked me, what does that mean? Oh, don't yeah, be a dick. Yeah, damn right, dbad.world. But it's going to be. T- we're selling things. The door knobs, the door handles, wine openers, it's all things yeah. in the shape of a dick. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then some property, or develop, you know, I'm working, we're working on developing some houses and whatever. But um, personally, I want to finish the book and I'd like to write another album, mm-hmm. you know, of, of original songs. That'd be fun. It's been many years. And so that they're the goals moving forward. But the most important thing is to stay healthy, to stay mentally strong, to feel like I'm improving as mm-hmm. a human being. I mean, I feel like I'm getting better. And I think that's the goal. And it should be. It should be any artist's goal is to be better mm-hmm. than you were. You know, Definitely. keep improving. So Definitely. that's it. Okay. What about you, Uncle Boss? Look out for Patty's new album called Lexington Steel. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Uncle Boss? Who, me? Mm-hmm. Um, any other goals or anything? Like, because looking back, I see that, you know, I remember from when you first started when you told me, hey, I want to do podcasting or I want to, mm-hmm. you know, do certain things like that in producing. And, you know, I'm. I remember you just went out and bought the equipment. You didn't have anything going. You just bought the equipment. That's what you started off it's with. It's one of them things from God or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Because like, you get a bunch of ideas, but when that one idea is just too fucking loud, mm-hmm. like, go get that damn equipment. Huh? Right. Huh? <laughs> that, right. that was like coming to America yeah. for me. Just, mm-hmm. You listen to what you're being told. There you go. So I went and did that. Um, and then, you know, me and you, we developed some shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. Distributed them, mass distributed the shows. Mm-hmm. Find them everywhere. Once I realized, like, wow, I can really put this shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
And then another epiphany came to me because, you know, I wasn't really just like high on myself or whatever. I realized like, damn, motherfucker, you really a whole live executive producer. Right. So that's what I was, I was going to get into. That's like you, you started to so, do more. And then like, even once I started realizing that and started wiggling my way into the local music scene around here and really learning and, and messing with this equipment here and meeting new people or whatever. It's just up from here. I mean, I don't have any like strict plan or whatever. I'm still developing how I'm going to work this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let it develop. Just let yeah. it let it develop. Guide it. Yeah, I, I, I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. I look at like my last work, or what I did wrong there, and I and I just keep evolving. Mm -hmm. That's all I want to do. Yeah. I just want to keep evolving or whatever. Keep making relationships. Yep. Um, I could make a lot of money, but I believe like that. That come, not come yeah, in the part of the process. The relationships and the networking I'm doing now—that's everything. It's the right way Definitely. to get to that Definitely. amount of money that's going to make me comfortable. Right. Okay. Um, if I had to say for myself, um, one thing I stopped doing years ago was uh, making music. Once I switched over to become a battle rapper. And as much as I love to battle rap, and, and I'm very, very good at it. Are you back making music? I want to get back into making music because, like... I, I um, have connections. I, I want to have... The thing is, I'm so proud, and I, I impress myself with some of the things I'm able to come up with when I write. And I impress a lot of people with the things that I'm able to write. However, with battle rap, the difference between battle rap and, and music is when you write something in a song... You can use it again and again. You can perform here this song. You can perform it at another place. You can perform it, you know, you years to come. Like once you say, once you write something in battle rap, that's one time you can use it right there on stage, and that's it. And it takes a lot to come up with some of the stuff that mm -hmm. we come up with, it, you know. And so to stress your brain that much for lines that you can only use one time, just. It feels like I'm, I, in a way, I'm kind of wasting advice to yeah. you. Mm -hmm. Advice to you, if you're going to get into this music lane and use your talents or whatever to make music, get into it. You're already nice at, like, the work part of it. Learn the business side. Learn how to get a BMI. Mm -hmm. Learn how to get that shit registered. So anytime. ASCAP, all those. Yeah, ASCAP, yeah. Mm -hmm. All that shit. Because so, you, you don't want to just be making music and then this shit is playing and playing and playing and rotating and you're not getting... Anything from it. Well, that's mm -hmm. part of it. The, the business side is part of it, but you should be producing. I mean, because what you're doing is great and all, but it's like painting a painting. And in some cases, it's fucking that was really good, and then throwing it away. Yeah. So, so I mean, but so it should be at the very least being filmed, being recorded, and then you sh absolutely a song is, is a, it gives you a vehicle. A song is a vehicle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What you can do something with a great hook, with mm -hmm. a great melody, and. Fucking look at some of the songs that, especially in in in, in rap or whatever you, you know, the subsidiaries of rap. That when you when you look at it closely, it's just a me great melody line, a kind of cool hook. Mm -hmm. so there's not a whole lot to some of it. Not, yeah, no. not really. Yeah, so a lot of songs repeat like right. <clears throat> the verse. Mm -hmm. You have a verse, hook, same first verse. Right. Yeah, and it's the way it's sung. It's like you, you're the, you're the wordsmith, so that's where you can take something like that and then do your magic. Fucking making a nice bed. You know who makes a lot of money doing music? Songwriters. Yes. Yeah. So that's like I. I one thing. Yeah, I would say I, I. I. I can write. That's one. If there's one thing I know I can do is write. So. So you, you might want to 
I do want to start to to get back into that field because it was it was a challenge for me. And the reason why I stopped is because once I started battle rapping, it just worked much faster. Like I, I, I was successful fast, and I started making money from it much faster. And do, do both. I mean, do you? I, do I, I, yeah. I, well, I mean, I do. I do plan on doing both. I don't plan on stopping. Let's battle talk about rapping. artists like Neo. Neo is an awesome songwriter. You don't even know. Like how many songs you actually like that are credit accredited to his pen, mm-hmm. but he's also an international superstar. Mm-hmm. He writes songs, some of your favorite songs for some of your favorite artists. That's right. And then he writes some of your favorite songs from his artist perspective. Yeah. Uh-huh. So double dipping that pen and that ink, mm-hmm. and then actually learning the business side, how to get your writer's credits. That's right. How to get it's your responsibility yeah. as an artist to know all the different things about your fucking craft, exactly, including the business side of it. And you can do it in your bedroom. Look, we're doing this in a garage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it don't take much. Like we, we can. You can make a song right here, right now, off of this. Damn right. And so it'll be awesome. it's, it's part of it's part of being serious about your work, or not. You know, it's just if you want it. But if you want it, I definitely want to be want a, it. a real artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to explore all different avenues until you get. All the tools that you that you need. And you can't be afraid to fail. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's one you, thing. I, I've never know, been. I've never been afraid to fail. Um, I always said that if you put yourself in a position where you can't fail, you also put yourself in a position where you can't succeed. Well, and go. so I, I, I've never been afraid of failure. I just I went with what was easier, which was battle. Take right. the L, but turn the L into a lesson. Take that loss, but turn that loss into a lesson. Mm-hmm. If you turn every loss into a lesson, then how are you losing? That's that's evolution right there. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Well, I appreciate you guys for this episode. This was I had a lot of fun doing this. Um This was awesome. This was great. This is great. I wanna go ahead and wrap it up. You did get you, I just saw you check your phone. That's a text from a woman. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's a pussy that's, text. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a pussy text, and he's <laughs> leaving because of pussy. Thank he, you very he, much. He's about to go to a shag class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys are going to get me counsel. I'm about to lose all my followers. That's <laughs> cool. It's cool. But one thing, I, like say, one thing I do like to do um, before we end the show, um, one, I do want to thank you, Patty, for coming out Pleasure. here and being Pleasure. on the show because I've been trying to get you out since I started the show. Um, I've been telling Uncle Boss like I want to get Patty out here to speak because yeah. I, I like listening to him when he talks. Um, but um, one thing I do like to do um, before we wrap the show up is I need everybody to go ahead and tell where they can follow you at on any social media if you're on that. I don't know if you do social media. Well, I don't do it for myself, no. But mm-hmm. in terms of me, uh, you know, uh, I own a pub an Irish pub and a, a club Paddy's Irish pub the church uh, the entertainment venue and we are all over the internet I think we probably annoy people the fact yeah. that, we're, <laughs> that, that, that we're all over the internet so and, um, personally I'm on Facebook but what, whatever but I provide a service and uh, it's a good place to come it's safe it's clean it's beautiful there's good people that work there good people that go there mm-hmm. and uh, we'll hope you give us a, a try sometime amazing place amazing place everybody if you haven't been to Patty's Irish Pub definitely come out there uh, Wednesday through Saturday if I'm not mistaken Wednesday um, through Saturday Wednesday through Saturday I'm going it's, a, it's amazing it's a great Fuck time it. a great time <laughs> what about you Uncle Boss where can we follow you Oh, man, you know, as always, man, follow me on IG, man, Uncle underscore Boss 81. And I gave him that nickname. I'm not going to lie to you. The man that gave me the nickname (laughs) is right here. All right, so, mine, just about every social media now, 
put them all on the same name, which is Nato Suave, Nato underscore Suave. It was a play on words with my name, Enrico Suave. It was a thing. Um, you love yourself, don't you? I do. I absolutely <laughs> do. <laughs> you ain't I, never been in no shag class. Never been. No, you know what? I have, and I, so I'm in the process of moving, so I had to take down my banner with uh, my collage of my rap battles on there. I was really sad when I took it down. I was like, this don't need to be taken down. But I have a question have before we close. One question. Mm-hmm. When you're making love to a woman... <laughs> I love Patty. Okay. Patty is my new nigga. <laughs> Do you close your eyes and imagine your own self jerking off? <laughs> no. Because you look like you might. No, but yeah. what I do is you look like No no no, but I tell you what, I tell you what. Slightly. I make her I make her look at the at the banner. <laughs> She's got what you do, you have it. You know who you're fucking she got to look at this banner over She here. got to look at the banner. Look at the banner. Yeah. When she's on top, she definitely has to look at the banner. Like, she don't got to look at me down there. Look at the banner. Say I'm a sucker for your skis. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Oh, just, make sure she read the name at the top. You know that's but, nasty but it, right there. You nasty. Fucking, you're fucking nasty. You're not fucking Nate. You, you fucking nasty. <laughs> you came over here with Nate, but nasty's here now. <laughs> you see all these veins in this motherfucker? I told a girl to look in the mirror while we were doing it. What I was had that a look. Like? You said what? What was that like? <laughs> I'm not gonna like. I felt powerful. Cause she looked right in the mirror and she would not look. She started looking down for a little bit. I was like, no, look in the mirror. What the fuck did you think you was ghost from power, motherfucker? <laughs> look in the mirror. Hey, that. It's, hey, man, I, I, I type can, of moments, man. Them I about to say, yeah, like I, can, I, can, I can say that. That's happened for me. Them candid moments <clears throat> during sex are the best. They really are. You you can't even reenact them moments. <laughs> it's very beautiful and if you want a young man if you want to like not have any kids running around you might want to consider anal sex I'm glad you know what let's go ahead let's go ahead and get it out of the way go ahead I, get out of the way I, I, I've, I've dabbled in that hold on very what's recently the, what's Did the sound what's the sound of anal sex uh I couldn't tell you the sound I will say you this I never I sex. never came so fast in my life it was it was fast. <laughs> the sound of anal sex. We've all heard this. That this is the this is the withdrawal sound. Yep. <laughs> you dirty bastard! Right. What yeah. a dirty man! Right. I dabbled into it just like recently. Fucking, it's like fucking an elastic band. Yeah, it was, like it was close to the vagina. It's scary at first when you first get in. It, oh shit! This new. Wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, that's all that room in there. Right. That's because like, it's our colon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I'm going to wrap the show up. I appreciate you guys coming out, and I will see you guys again next week or next weekend. I'm not sure who my next guest will be, but I will update you when I get that. But thank you all, and good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.